There is no greater calling and no greater show of grit than when you change a young person's life and when you impact it for the better. And when someone comes along and impacts you so that you can do that thing, that's grit over and over and over again. We're going to talk about that next with Chris Kalina and Steve Christman. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. Folks, if you know anything about me at all, and if you don't, you're about to know, I have a passion for education. And I, and I, I served some years on school boards. I've served some years on career center school boards. And I have built a true passion uh, for making sure kids who are in high school find opportunities because businesses need them. And it's a win-win across the board. And if we're not doing enough to help those kids and to help those businesses make connections, then we're not doing anything at all. And I really feel strongly that some of the hardest things to do is transition kids from high schools to adults to careers. And that's what our guests do today. And so I am thrilled to introduce to you today um, uh, heroes of mine because they're doing it at the Medina County Career Center. Chris Kalina, he's the coordinator of enrollment services and associate school liaison at the Career Center. And Steve Chrisman, superintendent of Medina County Career Center. One of my favorite topics to talk about is young people and grit. And we're going to do both. Welcome, Steve and Chris, to A Dash Thank of Grit. You. Thank you. Thank you. Really glad you're here. Before we get into the stories of grit, and I know we want to talk about your passion, and I know we want to talk about uh, things going on with our young people today, but uh, brag a little bit about the Career Center. You guys are doing some amazing things, and uh, you can go ahead and pat your backs a little bit because you've you've led the charge. So let's uh, let's brag a little bit about what's going great at the Medina County Career Center. I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, um, this year our enrollment is doing very well. We have over 750 students who have submitted applications to attend our school. And our, our current enrollment in terms of students scheduled to attend, our, we're over 600 right now. We have another, gosh, probably 60 students um, pending applications that we're just waiting on some additional information from them. So our enrollment is incredibly strong. And to give you an idea of what that looks like just on a, a historical scope, Mm -hmm. I've been to the Medina County Career Center for over two decades. And when I started here, um, you know, so we're going back to early 2000s, um, our total enrollment in the building was only 600 students. You know, we were a little over 600. And that was the enrollment for a number of years during that time period. If you take a look at the 1990s here at the Career Center. And so we now have that many students applying to come to our school in one year wow. and then some. Um, so, you know, that's that's an exciting thing for us to have lots of young people here in Medina County who are looking at the Career Center as an option, as an opportunity, uh, looking at us as part of their pathway to where they wanna go. And also parents who are looking at the Career Center as an opportunity for their children to get something um, that, you know, fits into exactly what they want to do as far as their career is concerned. And I think that growth that you just talked about is key because too often, don't we just, don't we say, hey, we're sold out. Isn't that great? And then you think about what all, how many kids did we leave behind? You know, how many kids couldn't get in? What are they going to do? And you start asking those kinds of questions and all of a sudden we don't feel so excited, do we? And so congratulations for being able to fill uh, and, and get more opportunities to these kids. Well, Brian, you, you know, you bring up a great point, and that is a conversation that Mr. Chrisman and I have on a pretty regular basis is yep. looking at that pool of students 
analyzing what that group of students is looking at in terms of programming and long-term how we can meet that. And so we are continuously making changes to our programming. And I'll let Steve talk a little bit about, you know, where where we're going in the future here with some of our programming to try to meet that demand and, and where we where we think some future programming might lie. Okay, good. Well, the first thing I will say is this building was built for X number of students and we are bigger than X. <laughs> and so years ago, we determined, old math teacher, sorry, have, have to throw in a variable. Yeah. So years ago, we decided that if career tech was more than a building, it was a philosophy. And we believed that career tech was right for all students. We began to reach out to some of our associate school districts. And we said, do you have room in your facility where we can offer career technical programming? And at that time, Brunswick was the first ones to jump on. And we started doing seventh and eighth grade gateway to engineering for them. All of their seventh graders, all their eighth graders participated in gateway to engineering. And we also had CBI, their career-based intervention. And we were going to start Project Lead the Way Biomedical Sciences. And all that paperwork was being done by the guy who then became the superintendent of Buckeye Schools, Ken Morgan. And he basically just said, you know, all those contracts we wrote for Buckeye or Brunswick, let's just put Buckeye's name on it. Nice. And quickly thereafter, Medina jumped in the next year. And then uh, Highland is jumping in this year. So not only do we have nearly 1,100 students expected to be in this building next year, but we also expect over 3,000 students to be participating in our satellite programming within the associate districts. That being said, we talk at nearly every day. In fact, our lunch discussion yesterday was strictly on how do we maximize the capacity of what we have here? Or do we need to build another building? Do we need to uh, look at other options for things that we can do? You know, Chris has a good point. We, you know, a, a great opportunity for us is 23 of our 26 programs are completely full with, with waiting lists. Mm. Well, what does that mean? Do we have to offer other programming? Do we have to, what do we have to do? Because, you know, you're, you're right. We, we're not going to be able to bring in 750 students, but we have a passion for each and every one of them. How can we make our programming be better? And we're a little bit different than most career technical centers in that we are all day. For the most part, there are some students that return to their homeschool half day, but our academics are here and they're also completely full. So, you know, it's not just adding a program. That's easy. Maybe we need to add another content area academic teacher in every single area because we're we're almost there. I mean, we're yeah. we're maximizing every square inch of this building right now is packed. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that's that that your passion is for kids and your passion is for the community, and you're not going to stop just because the walls say you know say that you need to. And so that's part of the grit moving forward. This show is designed to help people overcome challenges in their lives or in their businesses or trying to move past whatever's causing them an issue today and whatever that might be. Let's talk a little bit about that. You guys have accomplished some great things. We're not going to be able to touch on every one of them or even a, a, a portion of them. But let's talk about some of the hard times, the things that you had to overcome to be able to get to where you are now, where you're able to serve these, these people in the best way that you can. Let's talk about some grit. Anything you'd like to share? You start. <laughs> we got a little bit of grit. So when, yeah, you, sent, when, when you sent it to us, uh, I don't know that Chris and I take no very well in general. Um, no to us just means there's probably another way for us to still get what we wanted. And so I don't want to say there's a plan B because plan A is going to get done. It just may not go down plan A's path. Yeah. You so might write that letter a, backwards. Yeah, that's right, right. Right. We're just, we'll just find another way to do it. Yeah. So in our case, um, and, and Chris and I will both share a little bit about it, but I want to talk about personal grit first and why are we gritty? You know, I love your word grit. It's just, it's determination. It's mm -hmm. depth. It comes from the gut. Love it. Yeah, so, buddy. yep. Uh, 
he and I have similar backgrounds. I won't share any of his, but I had a pretty rough childhood, a childhood that included uh, being alone a lot. Uh, I got in trouble a lot. I was on the opposite side of the principal's desk an awful lot. Mm. And so when people said, why did you want to be a teacher? Why did you want to be a principal? Principal answer was easy because I'd already spent a lot of time in that office. I knew what they did for a living. Uh, why I wanted to be a superintendent, not sure about the answer on that right now. But yeah. <laughs> so I, I was... Uh, Basically, between my sophomore and junior year, I was a lost kid. I didn't know where I was going. I I was struggling really bad. Uh, depression issues, confidence issues, academic issues, family issues, you name it. And I had two people come into my life at that point. I had an uncle who was a Marine who took me into his home. And he said, you know what? You're better than this, and you're going to come live with me. And I, I went and lived with him and my aunt. He taught me what it was like to be a man and to have confidence and to have discipline and to have pride in yourself. And then at that same time, I came across another man, and his name was Alvin Davis, and he was my football coach and wrestling coach. And uh, he basically came to me one day, and, and Coach Davis said, you know what, Steve, I, I, you and I are going to talk, and you and I are going to have a real discussion. You're going to learn about what it's like to be a man. And these two men came into my life in a profound way. Hmm. And so one year I got to do, a, a, I was going down the path of mechanical engineering because I was told that everybody said that that's what you have aptitude in. And I, I worked at church camp one time and I got to work with kids. And at the end of that church camp, I said, I want to do something that makes a difference. I want to be my uncle Bill and I want to be my coach Davis. How can I best do that? And that year I decided to go back to school to become an educator. So I went back because I wanted to be the coach Davis or uncle Bill in somebody else's life. And not, not so that it would be about me, but so that I could take the legacy that they gave to me and pass it on to others. So when you talk about grit and passion and whatever, it is deep-seated in the fact that people were willing to reach out to me and I, by the grace of God, need to reach out to others as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before you start, Chris, and I want to hear your story, uh, and especially if it's similar, but Steve, have you ever thought about what happens to Steve Chrisman if those two gentlemen don't come into your life in such a, uh, a strong manner and provide that mentorship? Where you ended up now? Unfortunately, uh, it's all too overwhelming because I I was raised at that point in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I know that some of the guys I used to run with did not end up in a good place. Mm. And, you know, they they did live rough lives. Some of them did go to prison. Some of them have have passed away for various reasons, way too young. And, And some of them have done very well. Don't get me wrong. Some of them have done very, very well. And I'm still in touch with them. But my concern is you say, yeah, if those two men did not come into my life, there is, there is no explanation for where I'm at. And I'm going to ask a question now that I know the answer to. Do you see kids like that across from your desk now that you see yourself in? That is, that is a wonderful <laughs> question. Those are the kids I believe that I am called to. Yep. You know, the, the, the top 10% are going to succeed whether you're there or not. And then there's going to be some that aren't just simply not going to listen. But there's that group in the middle that just need a little bit of attention. They need a little something. They need a little bit of encouragement. They need to be told that they're worth something and they become something because they believe it in themselves. So every kid that I look in the eyes on and I see that, uh, yes, quite frankly, a lot. Do you take those eyes home with you? Not, not all of them turn out okay. How does that go? That eats your soul. When you see a kid not succeeding and you know they can, it eats at your soul. Yeah. And what do you do about that? Keep after them. Don't give up. Don't give up. Grit. <laughs> yeah, these those are those are the students that Mr. Christman and I will meet about and talk about those students and and try to come up with a pathway 
um, you know, for that student success. And, and, you know, and sometimes that's even making sure that they're with the right instructors here in our building that are going to meet the needs of that students, because, yeah. you know, each one of our teachers um, brings a unique background. And, and that's, you know, one way that um, Steve and I are, are similar as well is, you know, our, our, our pathways into education took some interesting roads and so, uh, you know, Steve did roofing at one point <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and I worked at a gas station and, yeah. and my, my first career wasn't in education. So, you know, we, we bring that together. And I, I think that's uh, one of the reasons uh, why I, at least I enjoy uh, working with Steve so much because, um, you know, we we find ourselves in some interesting places here in the building like. Um, you know, him and I actually hanging up shelves in a classroom yeah. um, at nine o'clock at night because we're trying to get the classroom ready for the students the next day. And uh, there were some last minute things that needed to be done. But, you know, we, we have those we have those skills in that background to do that because of the grit that we both had growing up that, you know, we had to do things ourselves. Um, so, you know, to, to get us to that point. And so, you know, we, we, we both will jump in where we're needed and, you know, I, I'm sure he's, I, I, I shouldn't probably say he's the only superintendent who, who maybe does some of those things, but, no. um, certainly he's the only one I've ever met <laughs> that I've worked with that, uh, you know, is working on a building doing construction at nine o'clock at night to get ready for school the next day. For sure. You're not the only superintendent doing that. And, I, and you're not the only, that's the point I want to make here. And I want to ask you, Chris. There's there's a head trash in the world out there about teachers and the education and you you know seven eight months a year and you get summers off and and like the whole thing and I don't think everybody knows what you do or how much you do or how much you care what drives you Chris what what keeps you coming every day and what drives you at night at nine o'clock when you're hanging up shelves and why are you doing the things that you're doing to keep the career center and to, and to impact these kids what drives you it it is my background um you know it's how i was raised how i was brought up uh, you know like steve people that made a difference for me and it is truly believing with every inch of my soul that what we do here every single day makes a difference in the lives of students and and that's why you know my children and, and i wasn't I didn't make my children come to the career center. They came because they wanted to come here because they know the passion I feel mm. for what we do here. Steve's children, same way. I know he didn't make his children come here because he's the superintendent of the school and he needed to go there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they see every day when he gets home from school, you know, the stories, the successes, the passion that we both feel for what we do. You know, I, I feel blessed because I truly love what I do every single day. And, you know, in, in terms of my personal grit, um, you know, my father mm -hmm. passed away when I was very, very young. I was five years old. I was raised by a single parent at that point. And, you know, and my mom was, you know, of that generation, she was a, a homemaker. She really didn't have any skills. She wasn't prepared for what life handed her. Um, we had very little money and, you know, she had to go to work. She luckily um, got a job with a family member and she worked. But, you know, like Steve, um, I, I had a lot of time on my own. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you can go in lots of different directions, of course, when you have a lot of time on your mm -hmm. own. And, you know, fortunately, my mom was a positive influence in my life and I watched her persevere. Um, despite the deck that she was hand, handed. And, you know, she taught me a lot about life. 
And so, um, you know, it, it's the passion for what we do here, and that is making sure that no matter what direction that you're going in, having skills, training, background, you know, industry certifications, just having that in your back pocket, no matter what direction that you go in, is going to be a benefit for, benefit for you at some point down the road. And, you know, so that, that's made a difference for me. And then my own personal pathway you know, I'm I'm the poster child for not really having direction. I, I think, you know, as Steve mentioned in high school, not really knowing what direction to go, not like getting a lot of great guidance with that. Like a lot of kids uh, don't have now. Yep. Right. I, I was first generation uh, in my family going to college. So you know, nobody really knew what to do with that or how to give me any guidance or support with that. So, you know, five years later at Cleveland State University, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what direction I'm going in. And, and, and that's true. And by the way, your Pell money runs out eventually. <laughs> so, you know, so in that to me is a driving force for when I'm working with students and trying to explain to their families that, you know, college is expensive and college is not for career development because I have a degree I don't use. Um, I ended up going back to school and getting a degree in education. But, you know, that came as a second career pathway for me because, you know, I just didn't have that guidance. And, you know, so that's one of the things that I try to work with students and try to explain to them that one of the benefits of the Career Center is figuring out exactly what you want to do, because that's what our programs are designed for. And sometimes a benefit, like it would have been for me, figuring out maybe what you don't want to do, because we're a free public school. So it's, you know, we're a tuition-free opportunity for students to come here and explore a lot of those career majors before they pursue it in post-secondary education. And so that's, you know, and that is one of the things that my, my students know very, my, my children know very well. One of the things that dad tells them all the time is it's really expensive to get an education because that's something that my mom taught me is it's very yeah. expensive to get an education. And, you know, and she, and she meant that in a number of different ways. Yeah, I was going to say there's different levels to that. Absolutely. As, as you go through life, you figure those things out. You know, I'm interested in what drives you guys as far as grit goes, because every year a new class of kids come in and every year a new class of kids go out and you can't know every one of them and every all the way down in. And you probably know more of them, you know, some of them really well and, and some of them you wish you knew. And yet you're so, both of you are so passionate about individual success. Is there ever a moment when you just kind of phone it in and say, look, I can't, do everything. I just, I'm, or do you ever just wear down a little bit when, in what seems like an un, unending level of grit needed to be able to reach these kids? How do you do that? Wow. That is an amazing question. Uh, I, I'm never worn out when the next group comes in. That's the God's honest truth. Um, there are times it's funny. He talked about roofing. So I taught for uh, uh, my first year. This, uh, this is one of my favorite things to say, but I got into school, got my master's degree, went into teaching, and I made 25552 under my first contract. That same summer, I made $32,000 roofing. <laughs> so see, you got to put things in perspective <laughs> about what you're able to do. But um, when I was teaching, it was great because the last day of school, I was ready to be outside and roofing and seeing tangible results. And then when I went back to school, I was ready to be off a hot roof and see faces and be in air conditioning again. Hmm. And it's and it, it almost was like preparing me for what I'm doing now. Uh, we go back and I know we're going to talk a little bit about the building, but you know this building's done $22 million worth of projects in the last eight years. 
what we have done is the biggest goal that we set out that was uh, a big, hairy, audacious goal was uh, to flip this entire building in 10 years and never go to the taxpayers for a dollar. And we're doing that. We're 80, 85% of the way through this building. And Brian, I know that you had an opportunity to tour through here and you got to see um, where we're probably about 70%, but we're doing another five and a half million dollars this year. So today was our student last day. Tomorrow is our teacher last day. The hat switch to a, switches from a superintendent hat to a hard hat, and yeah. we're going to manage $5.5 million worth of projects. And I promise you that at the end of this summer and the hecticness of the $5.5 million worth of projects, I'm going to love to see each and every one of those faces come in because it's going to mean the end of a, of a busy, busy summer. And then I'm going to spend 10 months with those teachers and students, and I'm going to say, I'm ready to go on and put on a different hat again. So I guess that cycle invigorates me because I always get to see what's next. But I can honestly, there are times that we, I've never had a bad day because of a kid. I will quote that all day long. Mm -hmm. Never had a bad day because of a kid. Adults sometimes get to me, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can run out of adult people minutes, but I can honestly tell you every time we have my two favorite times, God, you know, God's honest truth, the first day of school and uh, senior award ceremony. Because you get to see those new faces come out and you just can't, you can't express the joy of, of getting to see them come in and the excitement of a new year. And I've been doing this 27 years and that joy has not left. And then that senior award ceremony, when you get to see kids cross the stage that may or may not have gotten across the stage in any other way, or that you know that this kid didn't have a path as a 10th grader, but now as a senior, they're working at Brunswick Auto Mall or somewhere like that. And you know that they're going to be okay. That feeling doesn't change either. Yeah. We, you know, we had we had a young man speak at our senior award ceremony this year, and uh, his his speech was so moving. I was tearing up. Twenty seven years after hearing senior award ceremony, this kid still got to me because I know how far he came. So, it I, no, I, I don't wear out. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I would agree with that. It's it's so exciting. You know, and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you, my oldest boy loved school. Um, he played played basketball. He was real involved with clubs at school. He didn't come here because he didn't like his high school. He came here because there was an opportunity here that they didn't have at his high school. And his first day of school from the Medina County Career Center, he came home and he said, Dad, that was the best day of school I have ever had in my life. And today, literally as we speak, um, he's 21 and he's he's at university hospitals. He works on a level one trauma floor there and uh, he's, he's making really good money. He's almost finished with his BSN and, you know, and, and he, he loves what he's doing. He has a passion for helping people. But that day for him Everything that he worked towards, his honors classes, his AP classes they took, everything became relevant that first day of school because he was able to apply those academics to a career, and it happened literally on that first day of school. So when Steve mentions the first day of school is so exciting, it's electric here yeah. at the Career Center. It's, it's just yeah, incredible. I believe that. I believe that because it's a real path. It's, a, it's what the students are interested in doing for finally you know, yes. you're talking about X's and Y's, right? I mean, I know it's important, but not to everybody. And, right. and, but when they come to cruise center, they're ready to go. I got to tell you guys, this has been the fastest show I've ever been a part <laughs> of. Um, and we're probably closer to the end than I want to be. Is there a story of grit that you haven't had a chance to share yet that you wanted to share? Um, because I'm to the point where I'm out of time and I want to ask you what, what else you wanted to talk about. It's really important to I, me to hear it. That, that was the fastest. 
yeah. I can't believe it. It's been over. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, Unless my clock's wrong. And I don't think right. it is. <laughs> I, I, I think to Chris's point, at the very end, we asked a question at Senior Awards I've never asked before. And it was based on a, a grandparent's email that she was proud of her grandson for uh, graduating, not necessarily from the career center. The verbiage is a little off, but she was proud of him because she had graduated in 74. And I asked at the senior awards, everybody that it was connected to the Medina County Career Center to please stand that former students and about 40 to 50 percent of the audience stood up and probably 25 percent of our staff members stood up. And it was just Mm. profound. And the other the other thing I'll end with, because talking about the influence is I had to have a surgery earlier this year. um, And the lady that checked me in, the medical assistant that checked me in, I was happened to be wearing a Career Center T-shirt. She goes, I went to the career center and she shared her passion. And then when I went back into the surgical prep room, the two nurses that were working on me, one was an EMT grad, one was a DMT grad, and they talked about their experiences. And then when I came out of anesthesia and back to awake, it was another nurse who got their start here at the career center. And the whole way through, I knew, man, I am in good hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? I mean, yes, it, it it has, however long you're in it and people, you walk up to people at some store or something like that. They're like, I remember you and you changed my life. Just like those gentlemen came into your life, Steve, and changed your life. And just like your family, Chris, um, it, it's so important that people just take a little bit of time to make a difference every time they can. I know that's kind of what you guys have been talking about every single day, showing up and getting it done and no matter what. And the Dash of Grit podcast is brought to you by Spire. Spire creates results-driven digital marketing and websites that help companies grow. Are you ready to break through the barriers that hold your company back? Take your growth higher with Spire. Learn more at spiread.com. Steve, I, I want to end with you said something a little earlier about, I'm not sure I ever wanted to be a superintendent, you know, the principal superintendent thing. And I jotted down um, that the best superintendents don't get into the business to become a superintendent. And I, and I, and I congratulate you for being one of those. Um, some superintendents want the money. It's okay. I, I'm fine with that. I, I like profit in the United States of America. That's okay. Uh, some want the prestige. Um, Steve and Chris, I'm just meeting you, but you know, I, you guys really want to impact kids. And I don't think there's a better calling. And I I congratulate you. And I thank you guys for all the grit that you've shown because you're impacting kids hundreds at a time every single day. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you guys for being on the show. That is Steve Chrisman. That is Chris Kalina. They are with the Medina County Career Center. Folks, if you want to reach out and learn more about the Career Center, I know a lot of you are business owners, businesses. I know a lot of you struggle with hiring. I know a lot of you struggle with, with getting the right training in and getting the, being able to ser- satisfy bids and opportunities and things. Steve and Chris, can they call you and find out uh, how they can maybe take advantage of some of the services you offer or meet some of the kids that you have to offer to them too as well? Absolutely. And one of the quickest ways would be to to email info at mcjvs.edu. That will go through a person on our webpage, and then that person will know how to best forward that information. Info at mcjvs.edu. Tremendous. Chris and Steve, thank you so much for being a guest on Dash of Grit. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I'll say it to you once again. I understand education a little more than I understand a lot of things, which is just this much more than nothing. But I know the grit that you folks show. I, I know it 80% of the, you know, like there's always a couple bad apples. I know that too. But the work that you guys do on a day in a basis and the work that your good staff does on a day in and day out basis makes a difference. And, and don't ever let it, don't ever forget it or let others forget it. Uh, but other people won't realize it, but that doesn't matter. You're impacting kids. So thank you very much. 
Well, Thank you very much. Thank you. And then Steve says all the time, we change lives. And there's no question about it because I, I see it happen here every year. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Steve. This is Dash of Grit. We do this every week. And if you want more inspirational and wonderful stories just like that one, you can find us at dashofgrit.com or right here wherever you listen or watch your podcasts. Until we meet again, stay gritty, go win the day. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 